The thing that AI will never take away about is the human connection, is the human development, is that is that growth period that a human being goes through and, and a writer goes through in developing, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Oh, I finally found the words to express myself. And it's that connection that keeps us going. It's the connection that keeps us alive. It's the connection that keeps us living to 100. It's the connection between people. And that's one thing yeah, I can't take away. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm going to share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're going to show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm excited to be here today with Judy Stakey. So Judy is a world-renowned artist development specialist, author, speaker. Her songwriting methodology has kickstarted and shaped the careers of some of, the, of today's most acclaimed songwriters and artists. She spent over 20 years as senior VP of creative at Warner Chappelle Music where she signed, developed, and managed artists that you, you, know, you might recognize a few of these. Grammy Award winners like Katy Perry, Sheryl Crow, Michelle Branch, Jewel, Gavin DeGraw, many more. And she's, you know, at this point, garnered hundreds of BMI, ASCAP awards for her songwriters, as well as numerous Grammy Awards, MTV, CMA, AMAs. So you know, she knows a thing or two when it comes to the world of songwriting. And as mm -hmm. you know, an artist, you know, your songs are kind of at the heart of, of who you are and, and your music and your career. Mm -hmm. So the, the motto for your company, it all starts with a song, definitely, definitely rings true. And I'm really excited to have a conversation here today about songwriting and the art of, of music at its, at its core and what it looks like in today's world and where that's headed in the future as well. So Judy, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Oh, you're welcome. We're talking about my favorite subjects in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is some fun stuff. So uh, maybe you could share really briefly, maybe just a little bit about your story and how you got started and, you know, were able to, to develop this songwriting framework and, you know, and be able to work with some of the world's most established artists. The elevator pitch would be, the elevator story would be, I came out of the womb singing and dancing and just never stopped. I took piano <laughs> lessons and dance lessons and voice lessons. I went to USC and graduated with a voice degree. And I got out of college and there was no internet. There was no, I didn't have parents who knew people in the business or, you know, it was just very hard to connect. Uh, and by the luck of the draw, I met somebody who kind of was going into the music business and followed her and got a job at Ariston Music and started as a secretary because I'd been in music. I'd been writing music. I never even learned how to type, but kind of, bullet, you know, um, BS my way in and then learned from the ground up the, the music business. And what was great about it is that when I started at Arista, I started in the publishing division. I didn't start in the records. though so we were housed in the same building. So it was just down, down the hall. But I learned publishing at the very beginning, which is, which is really great because, you know, now that I have a, you know, quite a huge perspective on the whole business. It's where you start. That's why my motto is it all starts with song because you you can't go get a producer, you can't get a tour, you can't, you know, you don't get a fashion shoot, you don't you don't get anything until you have the songs which dictate where you're going to go. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So I started, you know, as a secretary, learned everything and worked my way up and worked my way up to the song pluggers, what they called us, because we would take songs and plug them into different projects. Left Arista after seven years, went to Screen Gems, which was part of the Capital Music Group, and was there for three years and signed Scott Cutler. He wrote Torn for Natalie Imbruglia. He wrote Beyonce mm. hit, by Cyrus Love hit. Love that song. And, and signed Rick Knowles, who had Belinda Carlisle and Madonna and Dido hits and so forth, and worked with some really great writers. And then I went to Warner Chapel for 20 years and really developed, you know, some really like a great stable of staff songwriters. At that time, you could be a staff songwriter and you could you could actually make money from just getting cuts with Faith Hill and Britney Spears and Josh Groban. You would write songs and they would cut them and you could just be a songwriter and then or and or you were an artist and you were Mm -hmm. a songwriter. So you were Sheryl Crow or you were Jewel or you were. Michelle Branch, as you, you, you mentioned, they all wrote their own songs. And so they were developed as artist writers to get them record deals. And then if they had leftover songs, we would get them cut with other, other artists. But that's basically what I did until the world really changed in around 2004, 2005, when I call it the perfect storm happened and financially. And, you know, we went from brick and mortar to, to digital. We went from, you know, filing paper to putting everything on a computer desk. Mm. And that took a lot of manpower to make that switch, which was a financial strain to every single company and person out there in the world. And then because of 9-11, we were struck with the aftermath of that in a recession. So we went into a recession. It was just this perfect storm of so many financial things that took the business. And, and, and the third thing was that the internet grew up. The internet was so grown up that, you know, you couldn't get away with fudging things on an application, you know, a mortgage alone, you know, they were, they were, they were calling things because people were, people have been given loans that should have never been given loans. And so the whole world collapsed around that time. And I left the traditional music business and started my own company. I am very, 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 very passionate about the artist development development journey that that an artist writer has to go on it is one of because it's it when you have to write songs every single day it, it you have to come up with something new every day it's not like oh i've come up with this coffee cup and i just get to make a mold and then i just get to to make it every day and you know and watch and sell it right no no, no. i have to like make a new coffee cup every single day and it's gotta look very different from this one and you know hmm. so you have to be inspired you have to have great foundation you have to great have great tools around you to keep going to be able to do this kind of work because you are pulling from the depths of your soul even if you know it's just the depths of my soul to be so happy you're getting it out there and sharing it with people and that takes a lot so my i started my company with that with with that motto and 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 the whole thing of the writers need a creative process and that's what I, I I help them build a creative process so that they can do what they do, and be successful. Successful. Mm. So that's so it awesome. In <laughs> <laughs> cool. Th- thank you for sharing. Yeah, and that's welcome. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited in this conversation. Sort of you, speaking with someone who has so much perspective, and even just you described this like big 
experience of transition and transformation that happened in 2004, 2005, was it? Yeah. And kind of seeing how the world has evolved as it relates to songwriting and what are the roots and the fundamentals that haven't changed and what are the, the things that have changed. We talked a little bit backstage before we started this about at the time of recording this, AI is starting to blow up. And as a creative tool or generator, it seems like there's we're still going to have to kind of figure out how do we use AI in a way that brings out our humanity and we don't, I don't know, like who knows what's going to happen with AI in like five or 10 years, but I'm really excited to kind of to you know, explore these different directions. So maybe to start with having worked with so many songwriters and you have many of them becoming Grammy award-winning songwriters and seeing their journeys starting out, then, you know, achieving those, those dreams. I'm curious, you know, what have been some of the biggest, when you're working with new artists and they first come to you, what are some of the biggest challenges that, that you see them struggling with over and over again? Getting out of their own way. Mm. Yeah. In order to be great at what you do, you have to become the A plus student. Mm. You have to be willing to go the extra mile. You have to be really willing to say yes to everything. You have to be willing to just go, okay, I, I did that. Now what else do I do? You know, it's, it's the perseverance of it that that you have to have it, it's it's the one you know you can be as talented as all okay but if you don't have that drive if you don't have that how do i get better how do i do this how do i do that it's harder it's just harder mm. yeah mm. So that's that's the one thing because i i i put on a lot of i have a lot of uh, consultation clients and critique clients i critique songs and i do retreats and so forth and it's amazing how you know, people will pay for a consultation. They'll sit there and they will, you know, I'll tell them, I'll say, this is the map. This is what you're going to have to do. If you want to get here, these are some first steps that you could, and they don't, you know, they want it now. They want it, you know, we, we live in that society that, you know, everybody wants it now. And the, the thing that AI will never take away about is the human connection, is the human development, is that, is that growth period that, a human being goes through and, and a writer goes through in developing, oh, that's what I wanted to say. Oh, I finally found the words to express myself. And it's that connection that keeps us going. It's the connection that keeps us alive. It's the connection that keeps us living to 100. Is the connection between people. And that's one thing that I can't keep away. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast. Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. 
And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top-level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast, supporting the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. <laughs> wow, that's so eloquently, eloquently said. And, and it seems like a great just like life principle and like that for in a lot of cases, the thing that's, you know, if we're stuck somewhere, this if we can look inside and sort of realize like, how am I contributing to this and get out of our own way? then we can overcome almost anything. So as it relates to... Quick, I have a quick little yeah. visual for that. Mm -hmm. A yoga teacher told me once, is, they, was going, they were going down the river and they were all like, they were in their life jackets and stuff, but they had come to this really bar, bad part and he was hanging onto this rock and he was just hanging on and the current's coming up to him and everyone's passing him by. And it's like, it's just like, a, just let go. And as soon as he let go, he was in the current of things. But we, mm. we hold on to the struggle. We hold on mm. and we think, this is our safety when if we just let go and and just went with the flow of things, we'd find our, you know, we'd find it. Mm, that is a, a really powerful analogy. You know, the a similar similar experience that we, I had recently was in Costa Rica about a year and a half ago. We hosted a retreat there and there was a lot of whitewater rafting. Yeah. And one of the lessons yeah. that one of the, the essentially like, you know, lifeguards said was, you know, if you fall into the river don't freak out, don't flail, don't like move around because that's how you get hurt. That's how you break your arm. And instead, if you just like relax and you lay down, then it, like feet first, then we'll come rescue you and you'll, you'll be okay. And in a, sim in a very similar way, it seems like, right. you know, that, that idea of like, yeah, like when you let go, then things naturally tend to like settle. So what would your recommendation be for people? Because again, I feel like this is like a human thing, you know, in, in songwriting, this comes from that that humanness but what would your recommendation be for anyone who's listening to this right now who maybe is like going through a transition or through a struggle or they kind of feel like they're holding on to that rock and they're like ah like i don't want to let go and what's going to happen if i let go how do you yeah how do you coach someone through through that experience of trust it for me it's like i know when i'm in that struggle it's like the first thing i i do now is reach out for somebody and I think that's the the first thing I would say is in, in building your career and building this life that you want as this, this artist and this songwriter is that you, it's building a team around you. You can't do this mm. alone. Nobody can mm. do it alone. So, mm. you know, it's like start with, with that one person that you trust, that you, you know, want to hold on to and go to them and say, okay, I'm stuck. Help me. And they might know nothing about the music, but they can listen and they can go, okay, it sounds like if you just could save up a couple of hundred dollars, then maybe you could go do that. Okay. So let me help you. Let's call, let's call Frank because he's really good in business. You know, so it's, it's who do I need to talk to? How can you help me? Can you call somebody? I need help. 
That's what we're here for. And it's the hardest thing for human beings to do, but it takes a village to raise a child. We cannot do this alone. And the more that we ask for help, it's, it's, it, it, it's, it's easier, you know, it doesn't make it, I mean, it's still, it's all hard. Okay. But it makes it a little easier to navigate when you've got somebody that you can call and go, Hey, I, I've, you know, I had a, I had a client, this was six months ago, who was having a little bit of a legal issue, who wasn't, you know, didn't have the funds. But I called up a really good friend of mine and I said, listen, I need a favor. I said, I've got somebody that just needs to, to talk about this with, you know, some legal advice. Would you do that? Would you do me a favor? And he's like, absolutely. And it's like, I got to, you know, it's like, so you have that, like, you have that, that, that base that's going to help you, that's going to be there for you in whatever it is, you know? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's sort of what came to mind is it wouldn't have been good for us to just like let go of the rock if we didn't have that person in the kayak who was like, could, who had our back, who was watching you. So it, it, it is really right. important to kind of have that support system. And that idea of being like an A plus student, you know, it seems like, well, there's like two parts of that equation. Like you need to be a student and, and every student has like a teacher. And there's that saying of, you know, when the student is ready, then the teacher appears. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's powerful hearing that because you're someone has a lot of perspective who's, as you worked with a lot of students and you've seen you know, the ones who've been able to grow from scratch to you know, achieving their dreams. And, and I think one of the reasons I've been successful with developing artists is because the first one I, I developed was Cheryl Crow. You know, mm. little did I know that I was, you know, I was signing, I thought she was amazing. She was a writer, you know, we met and all of a sudden, you know, it was like, I'm developing her and it was like, Oh, she like she trusted me. Like I could actually say to her, I don't like that line. Let's work on that, you know. And she trusted me so much. And it was just this like freeing thing for me that, oh, this is what it looks like when a writer trusts me so much. Oh, you know, so she gave me a great example of what to look for in other writers. Mm. Yeah, because she went through the mile. Right. So how how does someone let's say that someone's like listening to this right now and they're trying to figure out you know their their music and their songwriting and they're kind of thinking like i need a mentor i need you know i need help with this and obviously there's a variety of people who are listening to this some people who have the resources to invest in like coaching mm-hmm. and like and direct support there might be some people who are just kind of starting out what are some, you know, what are some ways for them to find the right mentor for them? And what are some things to like look out for in the world of you know finding that kind of guidance? Oh boy, that's okay. It's a big load of questions. First of all, I think that, that you need to identify what you need to work on. So, you know, I'm a singer songwriter, and I sing, and I play guitar, and I write lyrics, and I write melodies, and I do it all by myself. So do I need really a lot more help with lyrics? Do I need better? Do I need to play more guitar? Do I, you know, what, where do I need to like make an assessment? You know, it's like, Mm. so I think you need to know what kind of mentor you need, Mm. you know, to identify that. Mm. Uh, And then it's more about doing some research. What do you need Mm. a mentor for? What I provide is foundational work. You can come and do a consultation with me. And what you leave with is, like I said, a map of, okay, if this is what you want, then this is what you're going to have to do. 
because after the assessment that I do, then I tell them, look, you've got an amazing voice and your melodies are just amazing. But your storytelling needs a lot of work. So that's what we're going to concentrate on right now. Okay. This is what you're going to need to do. These are some videos that will help. Here's some exercises. Here's some cl other classes that you might even want to take. But this is what you've got to do. Mm. So it's, I think it's, it's at the very beginning, it's the assessment that you need so that you can figure out what, uh, where you go in the life, you know, because otherwise most writers stand there and go, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. And it's like, mm. because, I sing and I write and I tap dance and I do all this stuff, but it's like, what do I do with it all? <laughs> it's like, mm. okay, let's see what's really good. You know, what you need, what, what, what's, what's ready, what's ready to go now and what needs a little bit more percolating, you know? So you, you there's an assessment of, of, you know, that's what I've been trained to do is that I can look at somebody's, you know, career and life and, and then make a roadmap for them. Mm. Super smart. Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying. Yeah, but I, I think about analogies a lot. Like, so I'm, I'm probably like, oh, <laughs> when, when most people become dads, they start making puns. And when I became a dad, I just started making analogies, like every, left and right. And the one that came to mind for what you just described is that it's sort of, you're teaching, you're creating a map. But, you know, if, you know, if someone doesn't know what the destination is, then you can't really create like a map for them or, or create a GPS to help them go from point A to point B. Because what does a GPS need in order to like navigate you? Well, it needs to know what's your starting points, like where you're at right now. And it needs to you need to know where, where you're trying to go to. And once you have that, you can create a path, you can create a map. But yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is that you kind of need to have that initial point of clarity to figure out like, where am I right now? And where am I going? So and that's the perspective that a good mentor right. can provide. And songwriters are writing songs, which are only, they only exist if, if they are manufactured. Hmm. Think about that, okay? So it's content it's 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 air it's it's sound it's vibration right so in mm -hmm. order to create that every single day there has to be some kind of structure there has to be some kind of of container or else mm -hmm. you've got all of this vibration and energy going all over the place with songwriters and emotions and all this stuff and that's why songwriters can get really lost and and burnt out and so forth because they need to know how the body, the mind, and the soul works in order to be creative, to be as creative as they can be. Mm. So it is a it, it is a lifestyle, also that goes along with the development of the writing. Mm. Awesome, yeah, that, that totally makes sense. Yeah, you know, as a songwriter, like it's your your body and your mind and and your spirit are like the vessel that like you're channeling stuff through and so if there are some if there's something messed up with you know one of those containers or one of those areas like it might stifle the creative flow interesting well, your voice doesn't exist without your body your mm. voice doesn't exist without your body so mm. if your body is in a crappy mood i mean i've been really sick before and it's like you don't want to be near me because i'm like Come on! Know, like go write a song well i'm well it could be a great experiment because it might be like really angry song but it's hard to be creative it's hard to be nice it's hard to be anything when you've got you know a thorn in your side hmm. so your body doesn't exist without your voice doesn't exist without your body so you have to pay attention to your body 
Mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it, it all goes hand in hand. This is the methodology that I get into in creating foundations for songwriters. I have, I have a, a couple of students from Belmont. I'm a, a, a Belmont West teacher out here in Los Angeles. They came out and lived for, for six months. That's how I met Kate Cosentino. And, you know, I have them for a week. They write down their sleep pattern, their diet pattern, and their exercise. Because that makes up the body. That's what they have control over. And it's mm. so interesting to see they're all, their diet and, and exercise actually was not so bad. It's, it's the sleep because it's the phone the hour before. Mm. It's like, well, why don't you say, well, you know, what do you do before you go to sleep? Well, I get in bed and I do Facebook for an hour and then I do TikTok for an hour. I'm like, and you wonder why you can't sleep. So, you know, it's just mm. things like that. It's like, if you want to get a good night's sleep, these are things that you're going to have to do. You have a choice, you know? Mm. So it's, it, it's, it's leading them to that. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah, that's that's so true. And you know, it's in today's day and age with you know these devices that are so intelligent, so smart mm-hmm. at and addictive at you know grabbing mm-hmm. our attention, the ability to unplug. I actually got a container on Amazon. It was, it was like a ten dollar. It was like from overseas container that it's a lockbox for your phone. <laughs> and I put my oh. phone in it at like eight o'clock every night, a few hours before I, before I go to bed. And right. that has been such a game changer just not having the ability to even like go like use it so that's that's awesome that you know that that's you know kind of a core thing that you help address mm-hmm. in the so. framework awesome yeah. so what are so, so we you, know, you just covered the the body you know at, at a high level when it comes to songwriting what are some of the other kind of fundamental frameworks that if someone wants to you know master the songwriting or become a better songwriter that they need to consider the other thing they need to consider are lyrics. I mean, if you want to be a great songwriter, become a great storyteller. Mm. And it's one of the things that I, I hammer into everybody because you are telling a story in a short amount of time. That, that is the, the trick. You don't mm. get 50,000 words like you would in a book. You get mm. two to 300 words, but you have mm. to tell me a story. You can't mm. just tell me, we went to the store, we did this, we did that, we broke up, we got back together. You know, it's like, <laughs> that's a list. You know, it's like, you have to go, like, kind of go back to fifth grade and go, okay, once upon a time, something happened. And then because something happened, you reacted and then you got a big, you got a big aha, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So you, so it's, it's becoming a great storyteller. And what I always impress upon people is that we navigate our lives, our everyday lives by telling stories. All you and I are doing is telling stories back and forth. Every book on every shelf is a story. Me telling you a story is a story. So Mm. the better storyteller that you are, I don't want to say easy as in like a judgment, but it's easier to navigate when you can, you have a story to help you navigate out of something, into something, around something, through something, (laughs) you know? So, mm. you know, so I, I have many friends who have talked their way out of tickets. And I'm like, I want to go take a class <laughs> of that. What words, what tone, what do you, you know, but there's whatever they said, they told a story so beautifully that the cop said, I'm going to let you go this time. That's a mm. great storyteller. Mm. You know, I went and saw, I, I tried to figure it out one time, but I lost, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of shows over the years, right? Up until you know, de- you know, little little bitty, you know, pieces to full on, you know, you two at the Rose Bowl. So, and I have to tell you, it, it the the acts that I stay for are the ones that 
tell great stories in between the song. Because mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times like, you go to a club and you, you know, you see a, a singer songwriter or a band and, you know, it's like, and the next song is, and the next song is, and the next, you know, it's like, I could have stayed home for this. The ones that like in between that tell you like great stories and tell you who they are. And, you know, that, that's, that's what always captured me in the show. Hmm. Super interesting. Yeah. It, it definitely seems like the way that we've communicated as, as humans for a long time before we had, and even when we had written documents was through stories and around the campfire and being able to communicate knowledge and wisdom, you know, through the art of storytelling and, you know, some of the classic, um, you know, teachers around storytelling, like, you know, Joseph Campbell, like his, uh-huh. you know, some of those You're archetypes are super right. interesting. So, so storytelling as it relates to songwriting is, is really interesting. And so a couple of questions for you in regards to storytelling for songs. One is, let's start here, is how, how do you recommend that someone you know, comes across a story worth telling, I guess? Or how do they kind of get to the root of, of finding what, what should the story of the song be about? Should it be something that I personally have gone through? Or is it, you know, is it okay if I am inspired by another story that's happening? Or how, how do you recommend that they come up with ideas for stories for the songs? You know, I actually wrote a book called The Songwriter mm-hmm. Survival Guide. And mm-hmm. in it, I have like a whole bunch of different ways that you can you can start a story. I mean, there's, it's once upon a time, you know, it, you, you can start from any, any way you, you want, really. I, uh, a lot of times I will have a writer pick a theme, like the power of silence and say, go off and write a couple paragraphs on what the power of silence means to you. And then they'll write that. And then you'll find that in there, they'll have lines that all of a sudden there's a story and they can go write a little from it. It's what you believe. It's what you see. It's what you think. It's what you know. It's what you, you know, what you, what somebody else has gone through and what you think about what somebody else has gone through. It's what you've gone through. It's what, it's all over the place. It's the trick is to find your voice in there is to find what is your perspective on it. Because the world is, I mean, you, you know, it, it, it's a marvelous place, but what is your perspective? I don't want to hear your, what Kelly Clarkson perspective is. I know what Kelly Clarkson says. It's like, I don't want someone writing that perspective. I want to know what yours is. And the example that I give to, I give about this is that I had a writer years ago who was having some, some trouble coming up with, with some lyrics and so forth. And I said, I, I thought you broke up with a girlfriend like recently. And, you know, it's like, I'm sure there's something in there. Let's talk about it. And he got really upset with me and he pointed to the corner of the room and he said, my relationship is like a big ball of string, like over there in the corner. And if I start unraveling <laughs> it, it's going to go everywhere. And I'm fiercely writing lines down and going, there's your perspective right there. Hmm. I didn't want you to make it okay. I didn't want you to say whatever what you thought I wanted you to hear to say. I wanted I wanted to know what what where you are at it, where you were at in it. <laughs> okay, I'm talking too much. <laughs> but that that was the whole point. It's like I want to know what you see. Because you you have no idea that I see like gold little circles in back of you right now. And you have and I can't see what you see. I mean, you can because I'm zoom, but you know what I'm saying? It's like we need each other in order for me to know what you're seeing because I don't see the same thing as you do. Mm. 
I, I, I depend on other people's perspective. I count on them. So I can see the world fully because I only have my two eyes. Mm. All of a sudden, you, I mean, you've had this happen. Somebody comes up and goes, oh, my God, did you see that, that tree over there? I'm like, I was looking at the same thing, but I, didn't, I never looked at it from that point of view. Wow, that's kind of cool. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So other that's ones would be, who would you write a song for? So you could pick somebody and go, oh, I'd love to write for a song for Kelly Clarkson. So you go listen to a lot of stuff and, you know, and try and emulate that. You could ask a friend to give you an opening line about any topic and write a song from there. Um, what I will say, too, is that, that songs are mo more about moments. They're mm. a moment in a movie. So if, mm. you, if there's a moment in the movie where the girl's about to kiss the guy and then the phone rings and it's like, what goes through the, your head? It's like, boy, you know, it's like just in the, oh, I was saved in the nick of time or, oh, we're always getting interrupted. You know, it's like, where's, what's your thought process on what's going on right there? And there's a song. Mm. A song is just a moment. A song is a moment. It's two to 300 words that you are conveying. You don't have to make it okay. You don't have to make it right. You're just telling me what's going on in that moment. Hmm. Oh, and then the other, the other, the other the big, big trick tool for a songwriter is vulnerability he's mm. being vulnerable with their audience yeah he's being able to say wow that did me in or oh my god i got so excited i couldn't stand it but it's mm. being vulnerable yeah mm. that's also good so on the vulnerability bit obviously being vulnerable is kind of a scary thing to do and yeah. it, it's almost like paradoxical. Maybe that's the right word, but like how a lot of times, like those things that we're so afraid or ashamed of, the thing we're like, well, we can't talk about that. Or like, you know, that's like, you know, that's scary is actually the thing where it's like, that's, that can be a gift or it can be a blessing, or that can be like the thing to, to share. What would you recommend for someone who maybe doesn't know exactly like how to be vulnerable or that, or, or maybe they have something that, you know, they've you know, been holding in or they, you know, they feel like it's scary to share, you know, to share something that they're afraid of being judged or shamed or, or something uh, as it relates to the vulnerability or making music about it. But it's something that they have a perspective or a voice on. How do you know the difference between something that's like worth sharing or something that is better kept inside, I guess? You get feedback. You write about it, you talk about it, you get your team, you get your mentors, you, you know, you, you, you call me up for a critique and we talk about it and, and you, you, you go through the process of, okay, let me see what vulnerability looks like for me. Does it mean that I have to tell all the details? Because I don't really want to tell the details, but I don't mind telling somebody I was afraid. I can, I can actually mask some of the details and still put my vulnerability in. You know, it's like, there's different aspects of it. I, uh, I was working with a client last year who, you know, came to me and was really great writer, but very writing standard stuff. And it was through the, okay, this is what I don't like about this song. This, you know, and, and going over, you know, each song and, and showing them how, like where and how they, the song wasn't working and where, the, where we needed, where I needed them to put the vulnerability in, okay? So it was through the critiques and through all the consultations of really showing her 
like where to go. And then all of a sudden it's like, got it. Like she got it. And then all of a sudden the songs kept pouring out that were now like her, not her trying to be somebody else, but her, you know, mm -hmm. it's like you can make a cake and you make a cake and you make a cake and you make a cake. And then all of a sudden one day you go, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I know how to make a cake, but let me do something different with it. And that's the authentic, the authentic piece that you want to get to. But that comes through practice and no one escapes it. Like no one escapes it. You have to write hundreds of songs. You have to just keep writing and writing and writing until one day you go, oh, I got it. The formula, it's stuck. It's like, it's in my body. It's in that, that hologram is going. And it's like, now I know, like, I don't get stuck on the second verse because I know what questions to ask. I know where to look in the first verse to get my second verse. I know, you know, all these tricks that you, but it's the practice. It's the homework. No one escapes it. Mm. Yeah. 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 And that's the, that's the part that you, you mentioned earlier, how like one of the obstacles can be, I just want it now. Like I want, so like I got the map, but like, you know, why can't I just teleport and just be there instantly? What do your recommendations be for someone to kind of carve out that space or kind of set a discipline, you know, discipline to that doesn't necessarily infringe on their creativity or their freedom? Because a lot of times you might think of discipline as being like, oh, no, like I want to be totally free and, and, you know, and be able to create whenever I feel inspired. But I'm sure I'm sure that what you found through your experiences is, is, is probably more in the line of no, like the great songwriters, they make time and they make it happen no matter what. And it's a discipline. It's a practice. So what's your perspective on creating that that space and how can someone kind of bring bring this into their daily life or what recommendations do you have around routines and habits um, in order to develop? You're, you're, we, do we have a couple of hours? Because I could talk about this forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big one for them because, the, because, as I said before, creativity is all about emotion and vibration and frequency and you know, all the mushy stuff. Okay. It's not about building. It's not about being perfect. It's about falling down. Mm -hmm. And so you have to have, you have to have that container. You have to have that. that oh, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, shoot. I just lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> all good. So we were just talking about the routines so and the habits, yeah. the containers. So, yeah. so the thing is, is that when you have things that are set in, when you have that discipline in that schedule, then the creativity it has the space to do it. And what I'm talking about is, so let me give you an example. So I, I do these retreats, okay? Where I take everybody away for five days. We come on a Sunday night, we do dinner and so forth. But Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, they work from eight in the morning till nine at night, okay? And from eight to nine, they do yoga, body. From nine to 10, they eat a very healthy breakfast. I mean, there's no cinnamon rolls and no Kempton Crunch and things like that. No, very healthy <laughs> breakfast. And they eat all together to socialize, all right? Then from 10 to 1, there is, there is a lot of lecture from me and homework and exercise and videos and, and either actually a voice lesson in there and then three days. But that chunk of time in the morning is when we get, I get like a lot of brain power. I give them a lot of information. There's learning. We have an hour lunch where they all get to, oh, what'd you think? What'd you think? What'd you, did you like that video? You know, they all get to socialize and eat a healthy lunch. From then from, from two to five, they co-write. They go off in, in groups of three and then they get to co-write and they get to, they're not listening to a lecture and they're not sitting there being fed all this stuff. They get to actually apply what they've learned into a setting. Then from 
six to then we eat dinner afterwards. I forget the time. Then we eat dinner afterwards, and then from you know from like seven thirty to nine, they they perform the songs that they wrote that day, and then of course that turns into a jam and a big you know we talk and you know it's 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 really nice. And then at nine o'clock we you know the list it, it's done. But for three days they do this, okay. So at the end of the end of the day, end of, end of the week, we have a breakfast and I go, look at everything that you guys did this week. Like, you should be very proud of yourselves. You did yoga three days, three days in a row. You had a voice lesson. You had over 12 hours of, of exercises and lecture and homework and, and you know, and, and real education. You wrote three songs. You performed three songs. You got to know, you know, a couple dozen other people that now are your brothers and sisters for life. And... You took three hours out of every single day to eat. Three hours out of your day to eat. And you wrote three songs. You did yoga three days. You did a voice lesson. You performed. Look at all the stuff you did. And you fed yourself. And you took care of yourself. And you did yoga. So it's how do I look? What do I, how do I look at my life? And I go, okay, I need eight hours of sleep. So that means... That means that chunk from 12 to eight. So I can stay up till midnight. If I'm going to bed at midnight, can I fall asleep at midnight? Or do I have to go to bed at 11? Cause it takes me, you have to look at all the, what do I eat? What, how, how can I meal prep my meals? So I don't have to sit there every day at lunch going, what am I going to eat? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's being proactive. So your schedule is so honest. You have a schedule that's so when you get into your office at eight o'clock and you have till noon or nine to noon, you can just be creative. You don't have to worry about going to the store and making lunch and what you're going to do because it's all taken care of. So I'm a huge one on schedule and discipline and rituals and, and all of it. Hmm. Yeah. So good. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. And I mean, the retreat sounds amazing. At some point, I would love to attend one of the songwriting retreats. I We're doing one in September, just outside of Nashville. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely get connected with you, and that's, and I would love to attend one of the one of the retreats. Cool. Uh, but a- absolutely, in terms of like discipline and routine, yeah. everyone that I know who is you know making a big impact and who's like successful in their own their own area is exactly that way. Where like they have a discipline and they actually have routine and habits, right? Like they've developed habits, and and those right. automatic habits are what make doing amazing, crazy things seem easy and normal because for them, yeah. they've done it so much that it is easy and normal. Uh, you know, it's so, interesting, Jason, mm. I am really, really strict with what I eat. I have a really great routine and it's just, I eat, I'm, I'm at my house, it's just easy, right? But what it allows me is that when I go out to dinner or I go to like Seder Passover on Wednesday night, I had the best time. I had so much fun eating things that I don't usually eat. And when I go out to dinner, I'm like, What's the specialty? Because then that's my, like, then I appreciate it so much more, you know, mm. because it's like, otherwise it's like, I have to eat three times a day for the rest of my life. It's like, let me make this simple. <laughs> mm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty extreme on the scale of like my like diet or like routine, like in terms of like a spectrum, like I, yeah, I make a green shake for breakfast and, and for lunch every morning. And I absolutely love it. Like I, mm-hmm. I'd probably on a scale of one to 10, give it like a nine and a half in terms of taste and like a 10 out of 10 in terms of everything else. And, That's how I but feel it's like exactly what you, yeah, same yeah, exactly what you're descri- describing of like, you know, having that, having a routine, 
you know, it actually creates freedom, you know, to be able to yeah. like, it's kind of, you know, it's sort of like you can let go of everything and, and just kind of be, you know, and, and, and be free, like in that, that frame that you set. You're building um, yourself, you're building your own safe container so that you can be creative. Because if you don't feel safe to be creative, then, you know, that's the whole trust issue also there. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Powerful. Awesome. So one thing that I would love to dive into, and you know, this is a, a really new development, like things are kind of crazy right now. I'm, I'm guessing like, even just by talking about this topic right now, we're going to be dating ourselves like six months or a year, or like three years from now. But AI sort of having a heyday right now with, you know, a few different tools that are being developed. One of them from OpenAI just went from like basically scratch to over a hundred million users in a few months. It's the fastest growing company of all time, like in all of humanity. And wow. there's some pretty interesting applications as it relates to, you know, creative workers, especially like they were thinking people originally were thinking AI is going to replace all like the mundane jobs. And, and what it's actually really, really good at is like the creative roles and write things like writing books and stories. And yeah, as like songwriting tools, you can type in prompts to write a song about a certain topic and click a button and in like 10 seconds it writes a song that's like relatively based on the fact that it's like new technology is astonishing how how good the version 1.0 song is and yeah obviously the it's not at the level right now of humans like we we have a little bit of a head start but yeah i'm curious to hear your thoughts because i i don't think the answer is that that we should avoid AI or like as technology. I think it is sort of like a tool that we can use, but I'm curious to hear your perspective as having experienced some other big revolutions and breakthroughs as it relates to things like the internet, you know, and kind of in navigating those waters. What are some of the fundamental things that you think, like these things are never, these things aren't gonna change about songwriting and these things like you are still worth like focusing on because these are the fundamentals and regardless if you're using AI to do this and help you with this or not, like, you know, you need to focus on those. And in your perspective, what are the things that maybe we can kind of take a step back and not like you know, spend as much time focused on the technical aspects of doing certain things or, or even just like how might you consider using a tool at the time of record, when this is released, Artist AI, so Modern Musician, we, we created a AI tool that's, we're working with it internally with our team. We'll be releasing it to, to our, our community here in, in probably about a week from at the moment of re recording this. So it'll probably be available by the time people are listening to this, at least internally. How might someone use a tool like AI in order to facilitate their creative expression? That was a mouthful. <laughs> I know. After as soon as I paused there for a second, I was like, I literally just dropped like so much uh, information there. But hopefully that was not too much. The yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry, my Bailey. Bailey shh, shh, shh. <laughs> no problem. It's also it's also probably worth mentioning that all, all of this is you know being recorded, but we have like a team of like editors and stuff. So so no no worries Bales. at all about doggies. Shh, shh, shh. Bales. Hey. Shh. Shh. You heard something. So AI is a little overwhelming and I don't have, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure on a lot of it. Let me tell you what I am sure of. What I saw happening with when the internet and, and everything happened, you know, 20 some years ago. Hold on, you know, let me just let her out so this mm -hmm. doesn't. Yep, no problem. Go see what's going on. Go, go, go. 
I have a studio here, so we've got people over here recording and all that today. So about like over 20 years ago, when, you know, when when all the, the mergers happened and then the internet came along and, you know, and big transition. When the dust settled, the music industry was different then, okay? Mm-hmm. Record companies used to be the, like, the end all to be all. If you were in a record company, it was like, oh my God, you're an Aneo person. But what happened after that is that touring and publishing became the stars. And all of a sudden, people figured out that, oh, to own a copyright, because you could get them in film and TV and all the opportunities. It, was, it wasn't so much the artist anymore. It was the song. And it was touring. It was, if you can go out and tour, that's where you made your money. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as I look at AI and I look at... Yes, it's going to replace a lot, and it's and, and it's going to be amazing. Okay, amazing. And we, it'll you know we're going to figure out what 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 the great tools for songwriters are, and what what they will be able to use, and so forth. But nothing will ever be able to replace a live experience. Mm. And I still believe that that's what people really want. Mm. Not all, not every day, all the time, but. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for that experience that they can go to and they can see live musicians and they can see a performance that is not that is not computer generated. You know, that will be one thing, but there's a whole other world that can that can be created and can be sustained and, and, and can live in touring, you know, in touring. It may have to look a little different than it does now, okay? And and how, you know, venues and prices and all that stuff and how we're gonna do it, but you know, there's a lot of, I know a lot of, lot, I have writer, uh, artist writers that came to my retreat who go out and play maybe 50 or 60 dates a, de- a year. You never know who they are, okay? They're having a great time. They've got their fans. They've got their fan base of 100,000 on Spotify. I'd be thrilled if I wrote a song and 100,000 people wanted to buy my song on Spotify, you know, or download it. But you can have that kind of a career too. You can have a regional, you can have something that is more community-based than, you know, having a Britney Spears career. Mm. Really, really well put. Yeah, it sounds like what you're saying is that one of the things that that you don't think like AI can or or will replace is the actual community nature of, of humanity, other humans to connect with. And music, obviously, like at its core, is really about this connection tool to kind of bring us bring us together and, and express and and you'll be able to relate with something. It's like kind of about that relationship. And it goes um, back to the vulnerability. See, mm-hmm. the thing is, is that when you're with somebody and you're in a co-write and you you and I are sitting there co-writing, and all of a sudden I tell you something's like, okay, I haven't told anybody this, but I, you know, it's like. I kind of cheated because I, you know, I should have done this, but I should have done that. And I'm kind of shameful. It's like all of a sudden, it's like, I can't believe I'm telling you this. This is the first time I've met and I'm telling you this. And then all of a sudden it goes in a song. That's how you really connect with people. I mean, mm. AI is going to be able to like great for films, maybe that, you know, can't afford like big songs and they can, you know, say, I want something like this and you put it in and, you know, that there's going to be that learning curve and, you know, or the, you know, the transition. But I still don't think anything is going to replace the, the, the quality, the experience of, 
of a real song of somebody actually pulling their guts out, mm. good or bad. Yeah. That's, that's powerful. <laughs> yeah. And, and what you, what you shared about like the live events and like the live experience, it seems like that's something that has always been true is like that there's these, these live events, like when people come together, like it's almost like an orbit of when there are those communities and they kind of come together around something, even just the experience of listening to a song, you can kind of like bring you into the present moment and it can kind of, it's about you experiencing a live event and having an experience. So it's interesting to think maybe that's, you know, this is going to be a tool that allows us to, you know, better come, you know, come to life. Yeah. One of, I, this just flashed in my mind, but when Big and Rich, John Rich and, and Big Kenny got together, I don't know if you, do you know them? Big and Rich from Nashville? I'm not super familiar, but I've definitely okay. heard of Big and Rich. Before they had their huge hit, Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy and all that, hmm. they, you know, the Nashville community was kind of like, who are these guys? And they took over a, a residency at a club down there. It was like an old house and they got the top of the house. And they, it was like every Tuesday night or something, they would sit up there and they would start playing. And then everybody started dropping by and everybody started doing guests. It was the most fun. And you just never knew when you were going to be there, who would walk in that was famous now that would like sit in with them. And, you know, and it just mm. became this, this community, like, just like Tuesday night, like, oh, if you're in the neighborhood, go on down and just sit in and hang out, you know, hmm. and people love that. They'll just, they, they thrive for that. Mm, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I didn't know that about them, but that that's, it sounds like a really cool experience, a cool community mm -hmm. group. It's something uh, that they created. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hey, Judy, it's been awesome talking with you both about the, you know, the, the roots the, of uh, what are the fundamentals of songwriting and, and also, you know, a little bit about the future and how things are going to change while rem remaining true, you know, to, to those roots. So thank you so much for taking the time to awesome. you know, come on here and share a little bit about your experience and, and your wisdom and, and just for doing what you, what you do. You know, I, I think empowering musicians to discover who they are and be able to, you know, express express that is a really powerful and important role so i appreciate uh, you and what what you're offering and for anyone here who resonated with anything that we talked about today and wants to dive deeper what would be the best place for them to go to learn more judystakey.com anywhere anywhere you type it it's judy stakey facebook twitter and all of it it's just judy stakey <laughs> I awesome. spent 30 years, you know, over 30 years building up that name. And I thought I, I'm just going to call everything Judy State. It'll be a lot easier. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice and simple. And, and like always, we'll, we'll put the links in the show notes for, for easy access. Right. Thank you. And yep. This thanks again, Judy. And for me too. I, I appreciate the, the platform, the time and the space to be able to, to, to be able to have my voice heard, you know, so much, much mm -hmm. in gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and and also I'm I'm looking forward to figuring out a time for the for the retreat because it sounds sounds oh, awesome and it looks excellent. like it'll be a, a great experience, it'll be a great community experience of coming together <laughs> and be able to create great music together. Yeah. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That, that really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. 
time to be a modern musician is now. And I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.